Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello and welcome to This Is Not A Drill, Yemen Update. I'm Gavin Esler. Since our report on the situation in Yemen, things, as we predicted, did indeed deteriorate. Within hours of our recording with the Yemen expert and author Helen Lackner, the United States led airstrikes in which the United Kingdom and eight other countries also played a role. The targets, according to British and American defence sources, were facilities from which missile and drone attacks were or could be launched. The reaction from the Houthis has been to threaten reprisals, and in Turkey, President Erdogan has warned of an escalation towards a potential bloodbath. I'm joined again by Helen Lackner, author of Yemen in Crisis, Devastating Conflict, Fragile Hope. Helen, what do you make of the American decision to lead these airstrikes? Well, I think I make a number of points. The first one is that they've obviously given up on the peace in Yemen uh, element that we discussed uh, yeah, previously, I uh, finding the agreement between the Saudis and the Houthis, because I think it's now no longer a, an option. I, the other thing, what has surprised me hasn't been the actual fact that they took action, because after the United Nations uh, Security Council resolution, and you know the threats that were made by the British on the in our local media here, um, that they were going to take some action seemed likely. Uh, What has surprised me has been the extent of the actions. I had expected that if they did anything, it would be limited to basically the Red Sea coast. So that would include the Hodeida port area and other areas on the Red Sea coast where uh, things are being launched from. But they've actually gone, you know, well into the interior of the country, into into onto the capital on Saada, which is in the far north, which is indeed the the headquarters of the main Houthis. But apart from that, I don't think it's got many uh, relevant characteristics at the military level. Again, I could be wrong. I'm no military expert. I think we need to establish that. In particular, they've apparently uh, attacked airports. And airfields. Now, as I understand it, the kind of missiles and and drones that the Houthis have been sending do not depart from a standard runway. So, you know, it, it, it seems to me that what they have done, contrary to everything that they're saying, is a massive escalation. And uh, what you're saying about President Erdogan is new to me, um, but I it it sounds, unfortunately, like a reasonable assessment. The quotation I've seen is that he's talking about the Red Sea could be a sea of blood, and he's clearly very alarmed about it. And also, of course, it, Turkey is a major power in the region. 
Indeed, I mean, Turkey's role in the region has increased considerably over the last two decades, as it has in many other places. Uh, but Turkey doesn't have any particular strong role or involvement in Yemen, to my knowledge. Though, of course, they are interested in the region in general and in, you know, in increasing their international influence. Helen, you made it clear in our last interview that the uh, Houthis are not simply a proxy of the Iranians, but they are, of course, supported by the Iranians. And there must be some concern that Iran will become even more involved in some way in what's going on in the Middle East and in Yemen in particular. I think that is a concern and I think it's a real concern. Um, but I still think that the Iranians are not interested in getting involved in a serious, you know, big war against anyone. Um, they have enough problems at home, basically. But I, I think it, it is a risk. We can't deny it. What impact, if any, will this have on the Houthis? Because as you know better than anyway, anyone, they have been incredibly resilient over the years under quite difficult circumstances. Indeed. And what it has done is that it has already today increased the, you know, the weekly demonstrations on Fridays after Friday prayers, which are held in support of Palestine. As I understand it uh, today, the mass of people who attended them was vastly greater than it has been on previous occasions. And they were pretty impressive on previous occasions. So in terms of their popularity within Yemen, I think this has been, a, from their point of view, a positive development. And I think, again, from the point of view of the US and Britain and others involved, it strikes me as an, a, a big mistake. Um, you know, how, how to how to worsen a situation when you say you claim to be improving it, when, you know, the, the result is likely to be the opposite of what they want. The only... Uh... Counter to that, I might say, is that we have to bear in mind there is a political context in the United States and Britain uh, this year in particular, because both are facing elections, both Rishi Sunak as prime minister in the United Kingdom and Joe Biden. And to be seen as a leader prepared to take military action, whatever the merits of the military action itself, is often no bad thing for the political standing of that leader. And that may be a rather cynical way of putting it, but I think people will conclude that that may be part of the calculations too. Well, that's one way of looking at it. And I'm sure, you know, you have more experience than I do. But the other element is that in 2021, just after taking power, the, you know, the Biden administration expressed as its main interest ending, well, one of its main foreign policy interests is ending the war in Yemen. And, you know, the, the, the hope for signature of a deal between the Houthis and the Saudis would have permitted you know, Biden to claim this great achievement in in, in foreign policy. Um, at the same time, you know what what's happened now is merely getting the U.S. more deeply in involved in an extremely complex and unpleasant and you know negative situation. So, I think the balance between your suggestion and, and this other element is a fine one, and it will be you know. Time will tell which which is the more influential one. <laughs> Helen, thank you very much. Helen Lackner there. And you've been listening to This Is Not A Drill with me, Gavin Esler. This is not a drill. 
was written and presented by Gavin Esler and produced by me, Robin Lieber. Our music's by Paul Hartnell, art by Jim Parra, and social media by Jess Harvey. Group editor is Andrew Harrison, executive producer Martin Boytosh, and This Is Not A Drill is a Podmasters production.